Welcome back to the Juice Time Podcast. I'm your host, Noah Adamani. And alongside me tonight, folks, after a not-so-stellar performance on either side of NBA Finals Game 2, is my brother, Nicholas Osen, all the way out in Ankeny, Iowa, your resident Iowa State insider. Nick, I absolutely love watching these NBA Finals, but tonight was a snoozer, and I know we are bringing the juice here on the podcast following that performance. How are you doing tonight, my brother? You know, overall, pretty good, but you're right. I mean, it's a good thing we're bringing the juice because the Boston Celtics, I'll say at least in the second half, certainly did not. You know, we'll get more into kind of the game breakdown, but needless to say, I was pretty disappointed, you know, not not just in a final result, but kind of how an NBA Finals game played out like that. Nick, I'm definitely in agreement with you in terms of the NBA Finals in years past having been far more intense and it's kind of been a common theme in these NBA playoffs with blowouts here and there. And that's not what we're accustomed to as NBA fans, you know, dating back almost 20 years here. So folks strap in for another solid episode of the juice time podcast. And as always, up. all right, Nick, we are recording very shortly after game two of the finals out in Golden State. And the Warriors won convincingly at home 107 to 88. That is a true whomping, especially at the grand stage of the NBA finals. And I know what happened last week. We talked about the Celtics and Heat and how intense game seven was and we were looking forward to that intensity carrying over into the nba finals and two games in unfortunately it has not translated obviously game one boston had an unimaginable comeback in the fourth quarter but tonight the celtics fell flat after what was a very competitive first half only a two-point deficit at the break and then the Warriors absolutely erupted in the third quarter with a 35-14 to 14 third quarter. And obviously, you cannot win games at the highest level if you're scoring seven baskets in a quarter if you're the Boston Celtics. So, Nick, what went wrong for the team that battled back in remarkable fashion on Thursday and seemingly had one good player and it was Jason Tatum, but only through two quarters because all of his impact was in the first half. Yeah. So kind of a lot to unpack there. I will certainly hit on what Boston struggled with, Uh, but you know, I'm kind of, I'm an optimist in life and I'm one to give credit before kind of taking away And I can honestly say I noticed from the jump, regardless of statistics, and they weren't terrible for a a couple guys that I'll hit on, including Draymond Green. But, I mean, you could conceivably see and understand the level of intensity that he brought from the first possession against Al Horford. I thought that Steph Curry, you know, he had a good game. 
not insane by his standards, a good game, but I felt like he really controlled the game. He kind of went into it in terms of knowing not only is it desperate, a must win, but I'm the best player in this game. This is how I'm going to take over. I thought that the defense really played on a string for Golden State. And for Boston, I, I can't fully blame them. I kept seeing this tweeted, especially from some Boston media, and there were some fans. And I kept thinking about it. You can't fake desperation. And at first I thought, okay, I mean, that's why the Warriors are favored. But then as I'm watching, you know, there are plays that you really notice things, whether it's an extra closeout or diving for a loose ball. Shot making, I wouldn't really kind of put put in that equivalency. But I just thought that was really interesting. I want to give the Warriors credit. And Boston, a lot of it is Warriors defense. A lot of it is terrible shot choice as I'm sure you would agree with and you know it seemed like Tatum was a little hurt Jalen slowed down our man Al Horford unfortunately didn't really show up tonight Uh, so there's plenty of series to be decided I think most Boston fans would have taken 1-1 after two games but now you see both teams have some holes and some weaknesses and first to win three games next wins Nick, you're absolutely right on that final point. And your mentioning of Steph Curry really resonated with me because so many of us throughout these playoffs have been incredibly high on Jason Tatum. And we've gone into each game thinking he's the best player on the court. Well, not in this series. Stephen Curry is one of the greatest players to ever walk this earth. And he reminded us all of that tonight. He didn't even shoot that well, 9 for 21 from the field, but 29 points leading the way for both teams. Curry did what Curry does in terms of having an unimaginable amount of confidence from beyond the three-point line. When he pulls up well behind the arc and just tosses that ball toward the basket, he is so confident with it. He knows darn well that basketball is going in the hoop, and that's what really set things apart for the Warriors in that third quarter was Curry's shot-making ability along with the Milwaukee man, Jordan Poole, who had one of the coolest shots I've ever seen, especially on the biggest stage of the NBA Finals, hitting a buzzer-beater three from nearly midcourt to end the third quarter and end any chances of Boston crawling back into the game. But you said it best. Al Horford was non-existent tonight. He may as well not have shown up on the court because he provided zero impact on either end of the floor. And sadly, our man Marcus Smart was kind of a ghost tonight as well. And, Nick, one more thing on those Celtics. You mentioned it perfectly. Terrible decision-making on the offensive end. Jalen Brown, what was up with all those step-back mid-range jumpers? Brick after brick from him. And if you're a Celtics fan, you truly can't be too mad about this game. You're hosting on Wednesday night. It's a tied series, and you said it best there, Nick. The next team to win three more games is a world champion basketball team. So if the Celtics want to succeed at home, they're going to need a lot more help offensively. 
to provide some semblance of synergy on the offensive end with Jason Tatum. I think there are some really good points there. And, and, you know, I kind of, I like the breakdown. Like I said, I think it's going to be really intense. I have not seen a spread out yet for game three. Maybe you have, I would guess Boston's favored by three, three and a half likely. Now to me, that's a must win for Boston because I think that the ceilings for these two teams are comparable. Like we kind of hit on last week going into the finals, but the Warriors have the best player as impressed as we've been by uh, Ime Udoka. Got to respect Kerr, give him at least somewhat of an advantage with his resume. And they've got the experience. I I think some of the little things like from Kevon Looney were really noticeable tonight. Obviously, you know, Gary Payton, the second wasn't on some championship teams, but Big boost tonight, as you kind of, you know, agree with that there. And before we kind of wrap it and give a little bit to game three, I have to give some credit to another Wisconsin guy, Sam Hauser, getting some points in the NBA finals. Obviously, you know, he's he's lower on the bench and, and the game was out of reach. But that's a pretty cool thing to be able to say that, you know, you scored an NBA finals game. And again, he was a star in the state of Wisconsin in high school. And, you know, I followed some of his old teammates and, and that was just a cool thing for him. Celtics, I think you hit it on the head. You, you take going back one, one. I think some of the things you can clean up, however, you cannot have or win a game when Jalen shot choice will say, Marcus Smart and Al Horford performed that way. Nick, I thought the exact thing that you just mentioned about Hauser late in the fourth quarter, just being able to see him, I believe it was a corner triple that he knocked down. And we obviously know him from his days at Marquette. What a world we are living in. Three Wisconsin guys providing impact in the NBA finals. Obviously, Jordan Poole and Gavon Looney were kind of stars of the show tonight. But just to be able to see Hauser, number 30, set foot on the court in the NBA finals is wild for, you know, basketball fans of of our stature being from the state of Wisconsin and, you know, following all three of their careers from college on all the way to the league. But Nick, I honestly think this Warriors team, as we look ahead to Wednesday night, I truly don't think they've played their best basketball and they won by 19 points tonight. Steph Curry, we said it 29 points, but did not shoot incredibly well. Clay Thompson was atrocious offensively tonight 11 points four of 19 from the field one of the greatest shooters to ever walk this earth and he missed 15 shots he cannot have a repeat performance like that on wednesday and expect to win the basketball game i tweeted about it early in the game and said if clay thompson can't make open looks golden state is going to lose this series He obviously had help from his other teammates tonight offensively, 
but he needs to be the second option on the Warriors if they want to hoist another Larry O'Brien trophy when this is all said and done. And also Wiggins, the all-star, the impact performer, another mediocre performance offensively from him. Somehow they squeezed out this victory. I think if those two guys can play at the level that we've seen this season, the Warriors run away with it Wednesday night because I don't see Jalen Brown and Al Horford performing to the level that they did in the Miami series. That's a great point, you know, about Wiggins as well. It kind of speaks to when the Warriors are healthy, kind of the depth and experience can maybe even throw the word star power around there. Cause obviously he wasn't all-star this year. You know, I think that that makes a lot of sense. And again, if there's a team I trust more in this case, it is the Warriors, but I just know the mental fortitude and kind of the focus of the Celtics team, the talents obviously there. And, you know, from obviously watching plenty of Boston sports as well, that place is going to be insane on Wednesday. I like the Celtics chances. And at this point, I'll say it after two games. I mean, it's one, one. So basically it's a wash right now. I think this series might go the distance. And I think for NBA fans, that's pretty fun. Awesome to take in. And, you know, someone's going to have a major legacy building moment after this series. Nick, you got me excited there. God, I hope this series goes seven games and you're absolutely right. The garden is going to be rocking on Wednesday night. There's going to be a different level of excitement inside that arena because the Boston Celtics have not hosted an NBA Finals game in an incredibly long time. And we know how rabid of a fan base that Boston has. They have the greatest NFL franchise of the century with six rings. The Celtics won a championship 14 years ago. And we know the Bruins have won championships and the Boston Red Sox have won championships inside of this century. So many people call Boston title town, rightfully so. But can Boston get over the hump on Wednesday night and have consistency within their star power? Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, and Jason Tatum have not had stellar performances together in a long time, maybe in that Miami series. But Jalen Brown just does not seem confident out there. And he's your man. He does not seem confident shooting the ball. You can tell immediately when Marcus Smart is feeling himself from downtown. And he hasn't yet in this series. And Jalen Brown, he seems kind of wishy-washy. So I hope Boston goes and wins on Wednesday night. But the Warriors have that championship pedigree that we've talked about all along. Yeah, I I think the confidence can be a little easier to read on Jalen. I'm not sure I would go quite as far as to say maybe he's not feeling the most confident this series. I would agree tonight for sure. But I'm going to stick with, I'm sure, what our loyal listeners remember from, from last week. I said Celtics in seven. Now that makes a lot of sense. I think they bounce back really well on Wednesday, and I'm going to stick with that prediction. 
I absolutely love that prediction, Nick, and I hope you're right because we've seen the Warriors win three championships in the last seven years. I don't need to see them win another one. So I am all for the Boston Celtics winning one at home on Wednesday night, building some momentum with having two home games in the same week. Get a W under your belt Wednesday night. Marcus Smart, you have to answer the call. Jalen Brown, you have to answer the call. And Al Horford, at least show yourself in the paint. Draymond Green got in your head. That's what he does. We talked about it last week. That is what Draymond Green is capable of doing. And he took control of the paint tonight against Al Horford, and it cannot be replicated Wednesday if Boston wants to win. So, Nick, I will roll with Boston alongside you on Wednesday. But Al Horford, Big Al, two-time NCAA champion, proven winner in the game of basketball. Show yourself in the paint. Don't let Draymond Green push you around, 42, because you are a dog. Nick, I am so grateful for your insight tonight. and. I hope you are correct in your prediction in terms of Boston taking another one on Wednesday and showing that advantage 2-1 in this series. This team worked too hard to get to this point and not even put up 100 points on the board in the NBA Finals. Tonight was preposterous, and Wednesday will be different. So, Nick, thank you for joining me. And as always, folks, Just up, bear down forever.